good morning, good morning, resurrection family and guests. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. On behalf of our senior pastor, Pastor Ray Brown, our leaders and staff, I want to welcome you to the Sunday worship experience. It is our prayer that something is said today that will cause you to draw closer to God. If you are visiting with us for the first time in person or online, we especially want to thank you for joining us and we want to connect with you. If you don't mind, go ahead and text the word GUEST, G-U-E-S-T, to 830-689-8074 so that we can get to know you a little bit better and send a special gift from Resurrection. Also, Children's Church is now open for kids ages 5 to 10. One of our youth volunteers is in the hallway upstairs to check your child in. I don't know what you came to do, but I certainly came to lift up the name of Jesus Christ the Most High. It's time to move on even higher in worship. The Magnification Ministry is ready to lead us further into worship, and afterwards we have a dynamic word coming. We are excited about what the Lord is going to say through his word. Grab your Bibles and let's worship the Lord. Good morning, RBC. Good morning. Hey, y'all. That's how they say it where I'm from. Hey, y'all. Hey. Y'all all right? Hallelujah. Anybody come to magnify the name of the Lord? Did anybody come to lift Jesus up? Come on, if you can, stand on your feet. And let's give God some glory today. Come on, let's make him bigger than everything that might be trying to trouble us. Let's magnify him. Let's magnify him. The scripture said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Hallelujah. Glory to the name of the Lord. We come to give God glory today. It's good to see you. You're looking real good. Hallelujah. Just, just right quick, while they get that all queued up, put your hand in front of your face and blow on it. Let everything that had breath blow one more time. Let everything that had breath one more time. Let everything that had breath. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you got some breath in your body and some blood running warm in your veins, you got a right to give him glory. You got a right to give him glory. Hallelujah. We're going to sing some, some old church songs. Is that all right? Is it all right if we sing a few old church songs? Have you tried Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? Have you tried Jesus?
so much for me, I can't tell it all. If I had 10,000 tongues, I wouldn't be able to praise him enough for all he's done. Hallelujah. 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 Just look at somebody across the room and say, he's been good to me. He's been good. Tell one more person, he's been good to me. Has he been good to anybody? Has he proven himself to anybody? The song said, have you tried him? I'm not talking about your mama and your grandmama's testimony. Have you tried Hallelujah. I tried him and I found him to be a friend. Hallelujah. He's our king. Hallelujah. Anybody accepted him as your Lord, Savior, and King? That means he sits higher than everything and everybody else. Oh yeah. That's a good thing. Hallelujah. And we magnify him. Yes, the world will bow down and say you are God. Every man will bow down and say you're king. So let's start right now. Why Anybody want to be with him? I just want to be with you. Because where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. King of glory, feel this place. I just want to be with you. Just want to be with you. Yes, the world. Hallelujah. Every man. Every man. Say you are so let's Yeah. 
don't mind waiting on the Lord, no. Crack the sky, and I wanna see it. Yeah. He made a promise, and he's a promise keeper. Dance in your dance in your dance in
more time.
Christ. Let's worship him together. Amen. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, our guest, Shirley Caesar, I mean, Tamala Man, I mean, um, Tasha Cobb, I mean, um, your name is, it is Tasha, amen. <laughs> Come on, let's give her some love right now, amen, for blessing us today. Amen, amen. You do not want to go to church, be in church, and miss church. And, and here's, how, here's how that happens. Here's how that happens. When you become a spectator and not a participator, you're looking at what everybody wearing, who's with who, and, you know, watching every... Being critical, but she, she didn't have to wear that. Or. Thank you. I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion and a holy hunch that when you got out of your car, you already knew you were in the right place at the right time. I, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, I don't even know if you've been coming here for a while. But ever since the doors of the church have been opened, we've been worshiping God like this. Come, come, come on in. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor. This is no surprise. Every time you come to resurrection, something might happen. And you've been missing out. Come on, tell your neighbor, say, you neighbor. You don't Is there anybody here that the Lord saved? Is there anybody here that the Lord picked up and turned your life around? Okay, maybe this will get you. Has it given you a new chance? Has it given you a fresh start? You ought to give God some praise. Hallelujah. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody's standing next to somebody who ain't moved yet. And you ought to tell him, neighbor, I don't know what you've gone through, but I've gone through so much that if you don't shout, I'll shout for you. Because if you knew what I, what the Lord delivered me from, I shouldn't even be here right now. But I'm here. I'm here. He healed me. He delivered me. He saved me, and that's enough for me to give him some praise. Hey! Ain't he all right? I said, ain't he all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Oh! 
church ought to say, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Come on, everybody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'll give you, Lord, a great big hand praise one more time. Amen. Amen. Let's go to God in prayer. Let's go to God in prayer. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you and we praise you. We, we adore you. This is a day that we've never seen. A day that we'll never see again. This is the day that you've made and today let us not leave here before we rejoice and express that we are glad. Thank you, Lord. Father, you've blessed us. Your mercy has been mighty. Your grace has been generous. You've given us what we do not deserve what we have deserved you did not give us and for that Lord we are humbled and we say thank you now Lord we need a word from you speak to your people let me be your mouthpiece let me be your conduit let me be the intercessor Holy Spirit come have your way. Bless your name, let it be glorified. Bless your word, let it be magnified. Bless your people, let them be edified. Let the words of our mouth, the meditation of our hearts be acceptable. In thy sight, our strength and redeemer, we do pray. Penalize not these people for the lack of this person. In Jesus' name, amen. Can everybody say amen again? Say amen one more time. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Let us go to the word of God. Our scripture reading for today comes from the gospel of St. Matthew chapter 1. Amen. Good morning. I think it's still morning, isn't it? We, we, we got kind of caught up and lost track of time. Amen. It's still morning. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Second row right here. Amen. Amen. Young people are paying attention. Amen. Amen. Your daddy and mama did a good job. Amen. Tell them my compliments. Amen. Everybody else was looking like, I don't know, Pastor. I got to watch on, but I ain't looking right now. The gospel according to St. Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. And we want to read in the, from the New Living Translation and to your hearing verses 18 through 25. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, 
was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, Joseph, son of David. The angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet who said, look, the virgin will come and conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. But he did not have sexual relationships with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God. You may be seated. We are continuing our series of messages entitled The Story of Christmas. When we began this series, we began talking about unexpected miracles. Last week, we talked about unexpected hope. And today, with the aid, assistance, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, we want to talk about unexpected moves. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what you saw on the stage a few seconds ago was an unexpected move. Life is about moving up, moving out, moving on, and moving forward. That sounded so good to me, I'll say it again. Life is about moving up, moving out, moving on, and moving forward. Albert Einstein said, life is like riding a bicycle. To keep your balance, you must keep moving. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you cannot fly, then run. If you cannot run, then walk. If you cannot walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, keep moving forward. Tim Robbins says, stop being afraid of what, you, of what could go wrong and start being excited about what might go right. Because life is all about moving up, moving out, moving on, and moving forward. Can you say this with me? Keep moving. Look at your neighbor and say, keep moving. That no matter how demanding the test, no matter how difficult the trial, no matter how desperate the ordeal or how distressing the adversity, if you can just keep moving, you'll eventually get through it. Just keep moving forward because life is all about moving up, moving out, moving on, and moving forward. Not just talking about it, but being about it. Not just thinking about it, but taking action on it. But what do you do when you're moving on and life makes an unexpected move 
on you. Come here real quick. I'm glad you're here because somebody is here today, I think, listening to me. And this is your word uh, because you were making moves. I don't even know who you were. And then life made an unexpected move on you. I'm talking to somebody who was making some boss moves in your business, in your career, in your family, connecting with the right people in the right ways, at the right time, doing the right things, but then life made an unexpected move on you. You were making some strong moves, planning your work and working your plan, pursuing your dreams, organizing your efforts, recruiting your team, your squad, stacking your paper and charting your future, but then life made an unexpected move on you. Can I tell you what you already know? Life will interject uncertainty into your certainty. Life will impose ambiguity into your assurances. And life will interrupt your inescapability with irregularity. Y'all, life will sometimes drive you to places you didn't intend to be, face you with choices you didn't really want to make, force you to have to deal with people you didn't want to see while you're struggling with situations that you could not fully anticipate. Preach, Pastor Brown. And that's where Joseph is in this text that we have tuned into telecast and teach from today. He was moving up, moving on, moving out, and moving forward. But then life made an unexpected move on him. Can I show you real quick? Because when you go back to verse 18 of chapter 1 of the Gospel of Matthew, just read it again with me. It says, this is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother, Mary, was pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant. Oh, I read that too fast. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Mary was pledged to marry Joseph. And according to the customs and the culture, Joseph and Mary were pledged in a binding relationship. Not yet married, but committed of being married. Y'all, this is a whole lot different then than it is today. Engagements then was serious, y'all. They were obligatory than engagements are now. They, they, they could only be severed. The engagement could only be severed by a formal process of divorce. You couldn't just give the ring back. You couldn't just get upset, getting mad, and say, we ain't doing it no more. It was a prelude probation period en route to a public celebration in marriage. They did not live together. They did not sleep together during the engagement. That doesn't sound like America, does it? it they were fully committed and bound to one another. Mary, oh wait, it says, but Mary. Can't take the words out the Bible. It says, but Mary became pregnant. Y'all, that's a bombshell. And y'all didn't even get it. It, it right there. I, I, I recognize that many of us, and I include myself there, would like to sanitize and romanticize the Christmas story. But what transpired actually was completely unexpected by Joseph. He made all the right moves, but then life made a move on him that was utterly unexpected. Unexpected. Listen, because he, he got out the checklist, engagement, check, ring, check, Dowry, check abstinence, check pregnant. Wait, what? 
Joseph knew that he had not been intimate. Joseph knew that he had been faithful to God and faithful to Mary. Joseph knew that he had been sweet, kind, compassionate, caring, and tender with her. He had come to the place where he knew all the right things. He had done them in all the right ways at all the right times. He made all the right moves, but in trying to do right, life turned for him left. Oh, y'all need to help me right here. Mary was, was the one of his dreams. She, she, she was what Brian Knight, Beck Knight was talking about when he says, you're more than wonderful, more than amazing. You, the irreplaceable love of my life. He was crazy about Mary. And just when he believed that things were cool, copacetic, and calm, he got word from the Judean grapevine that she was pregnant. I think y'all, I said that too fast. I, I, you missed it. Let me say it again. He, he heard it through the grapevine. Marvin Gaye or Gladys Knight's version would do. He just heard it through the grapevine. And I know that's true because when you read the text, nowhere in the text does it say she told him. It's only when she began to show that an explanation was offered from Mary. He heard it. Y'all ain't even helping me preach. Through the grapevine, because y'all know anything about the grapevine. The grapevine is Nazareth, was like the grapevine in San Antonio, Houston, Dallas, Austin, Shirts, and Cibolo. Thick and quick. Everybody knew everybody else's business. She was pregnant. And whoever the daddy was, Joseph knew it wasn't him. Mary was missing her monthly, and yet she and Joseph had not been intimate. Imagine how nervous she must have been counting the days. And this don't look right. Uh, uh, okay, y'all just too holy and religious for me. I, I need you to take off your halo for just a few moments because I need you to not miss this. Joseph gets word from the grapevine that his girl, his Boo, his soon-to-be wifey is expecting a child, and it ain't his. Now, in this point in the story, it gets real. It gets it gets real interesting because he doesn't know that it's God, and to be honest, he doesn't even care. His heart has been broken. This is unexpected. It's unanticipated. He didn't see it coming, and he felt wrong, betrayed, deceived, but can I go with you and get you to help me walk in a mile in Joseph's sandals? Can you do that with me for just a moment? Because imagine if it was your fiance uh, and, and you, you, you were not in a, uh, uh, intimate, you're practicing celibacy and she turns up pregnant. And when you ask her for an explanation, she tells you, I got some good news. And I got some bad news. The bad news is I'm pregnant. But the good news is that I haven't been with anybody. It's the Holy Ghost baby. Okay, y'all, 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 y'all. Joseph had difficulty buying what she was selling. And if you were honest, you would too. What do you do? When you're making moves and life makes an unexpected move on you. Joseph was traumatized because verse 19 reminds us he was a righteous man. Say righteous man. This was a righteous man. I got to break this down. He, he was part of the Sadiq. I ain't got time to go into all that. But that meant the, 
that the, 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 the tribe that he was connected to, that, that he was expected, uh, there were things that was expected from him, there were ways he was expected to act and conduct himself. He was known for his uncompromising commitment to the Torah. Y'all do know the Torah, don't you? The Torah of the first five books of the Bible, the law of Moses. And since he was connected to all that, he did not eat unclean food. He did not mix with the wrong kinds of people. He didn't keep his carpentry shop open on the Sabbath just to make a few extra drachmas. He was what and who people admired and aspired to be. They admired him. They loved him. They looked up to him. He was what Sam Ward would say, somebody. <laughs> Every now and then I go get my hair cut from Sam, well, my shave from Sam, I don't get my hair cut. But. And he said, Pastor, you know what? You somebody. Joseph was somebody, but now he's somebody with a pressing pregnant problem. The expectation on his part from the community was public exposure and humiliation. Don't forget who he was. He was required to do whatever the Torah said he was obligated to do. In Deuteronomy 22, there are some clear instructions about what has to be done with somebody in Mary's circumstance. The expectation of the community was public exposure and humiliation. His reputation was on the line, but Joseph could not bring himself to do it. What do you do? When you are making moves and life makes an unexpected move on you. I'm looking for a few people who have been trying to do right, but life keeps doing you wrong. Don't be ashamed. I need you to come out the closet for just a moment. I, because far too many of us have bought into the superficial, erroneous, and misguided notion that once you trust God, it's all health and wealth and peaches and cream and chitlins and spaghetti and name it and claim it and tag it and bag it and nab it and grab it but that just ain't true life is not just mountain peaks it has some valleys life is not all sunshine it has some rain and please understand my brothers and my sisters that pain disappointment heartache frustration heartbreak and agitation are all on your agenda just because you're trying to live right doesn't mean you won't be done wrong. Can I get a witness? Y'all acting like y'all ain't never had nothing done wrong to you. History is replete with instances of people doing the right who were done wrong. And don't be sitting up there like ain't nothing ever happened. Even Jesus, who went about doing good, was stalked by Satan. He was forsaken by a friend. He was betrayed by a buddy. He was denied by Peter. He was beat by a mob. He was condemned by Herod and nailed to an old rugged cross. Not because he had done wrong, but because he was doing right life. And people will sometimes do you wrong. But can I give you some good news? Because even when life and people do you wrong, the message of this text is that you don't have to go wrong because God has a way of making things go right. Can I get a witness? You just missed your shout. Tap your neighbor. Go on, tap, tap them. Just tap them on the shoulder. Yeah. You, you be, listen, Mary is pregnant. And Joseph is mired in an unexpected uh, uh, misery, uh, unexpected misery, 
he made some unexpected moves, and in doing so, he instructs you and me. He's making some unexpected moves because the Torah, as I mentioned earlier, told him she's supposed to be exposed publicly and humiliated. People love to point your sins out. I'm sorry. Christians always pointing at somebody else's stuff. Man, if everybody knew the stuff that you knew about you, you couldn't even sit this close to the... I wish I had some help in here. That ain't even what I was going to preach about. But because of who he was, the Torah said he's supposed to humiliate her. Shame her. Bring her up in front of the church. Let the elders look at her. Standards got to be maintained. Justice has to be exacted. And transgressions have to be punished. A righteous man would not hesitate. But Joseph did. Okay, y'all didn't. How can you claim a righteousness and do not do the righteous thing? It's in verse 19. Because in verse 19, there's something I got to take you back to school. Can I take you to elementary school for a moment? There's this thing called a participle. Look at your neighbor and say, y'all remember that? I know it's been a long time, but, but, but a participle is sometimes called a, a, a verbal adjective. Verse 19, you could Google it later, uh, has a circumstantial participle. This kind of participle can be interpreted in different ways depending on the context and the circumstances. It, it could be translated in a number of phrases like because, all the while, by means of, in order to. How we understand it all depends on its context. Verse 19 reads, Joseph being a righteous man did not want to make a public example of her. Question is, how do you translate that circumstantial participle being righteous? One New Testament scholar helped me out and he says it like this. He translate that, that circumstantial being righteous. He said the best translation here is not being or because, but although. Can I get about 50 people who will go with me and just say although? Can I get 74? I'll make 75 and say although. It should read, although he was a righteous man, he did not want to make a public example of her. I just took y'all to seminary and you didn't even graduate. What the text is simply saying is that there's something present in Joseph that pushed his understanding of righteousness to a whole new level. A level beyond blind obedience to rules and regulations. Joseph learned how to make what I want to call holy adaptations. Say, say it with me, adaptations. You, you need to grab that. Try it one more time. Say holy adaptations. 
it, it's sort of like what happened the other night when I was watching ESPN. Uh, it was showing uh, the late Steve McNair. Again, I got to use Sam as an example because, you know, barbershop, you ought to just go every now and then. Uh, uh, he said, Pastor, you ought to preach about this football thing. I said, no, that illustration ain't going to work. I tried to work it into the sermon. I couldn't, but I got one that will. Steve McNair, the late Steve McNair, who used to play for the Tennessee Titans back in the day, uh, 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 he, they, they showed Steve McNair on what they call a broken play. All y'all football fans should know what that is. A broken play is that the play didn't go as they planned it to go. It was a broken play. But the reason they were highlighting him is that the commentator said simply that, that, that the thing that makes Steve McNair so unique is that he has an incredible ability uh, to ad-lib, say ad-lib, that he can take a broken play and still score a touchdown. Oh, y'all, come go with me because that's a shout right there. Because when you know God for yourself, when life doesn't play out like it's supposed to, when life takes you through some unexpected turns and twists, you don't fall apart. You just ad-lib. I, I need somebody in this place that knows how to add. You make some holy adaptations. I, I, I didn't choose it. I, I didn't like it, but, but by the grace of God, I can adapt to it. Is there anybody who's learned how to adapt? when? Because y'all already know God is a heart fixer. God is a mind regulator. God is able to give you the power to take the unexpected and do the unimaginable. Can I get... You ought to encourage your neighbor right now and say, adapt. Come on and get be T.D. Jakes on him and say, adapt, 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 adapt. Listen, I, I, I got to unpack this. I got to unpack this before we get to the benediction. But, but before I do, I want to give you the thesis statement of this sermon in, in case you walk out of here and forgot everything I preached about. Here's the thesis statement. And it's like this. When life makes an unexpected move on you, God can empower you to take the unexpected and do the unimaginable. Oh, y'all didn't get that. You, you ought to tweet it. You ought to text it. When life makes an unexpected move on you, God can empower you to take the unexpected and do the unimaginable. Does anybody believe that today? And the question really is, what unexpected moves did Joseph make in this unexpected situation? That got him from unexpected to unimaginable. You can't even imagine. God's about to take you from un the unexpected to the unimaginable. Yeah, that's you, you shouted on cue. He's going to take you from what you didn't expect to what you couldn't even imagine. Can I show you real quickly? Because the first thing you ought to do to get there is you got to keep yourself together. Joseph refused to go low just because he felt low. Some things, y'all, some words, some responses, some actions and attitudes, my dear brothers and sisters, are just beneath you. Just because life comes apart doesn't mean that you got to fall apart. And Joseph shows us how to hold it all together. Just because life goes wrong or somebody does you wrong, you don't have to do wrong. Come here, Michelle Obama. I need you as my guest today. Just because it goes low don't mean you need to go low. 
Keep yourself together. Be what and who God made you and do what God told you. When your heart has been broken, you've got to be careful of what I like to call the after effects. If y'all were at the rock, we talked about that. I wonder, can I get about 50 people in this service who are honest enough to admit that you know something about after effects? You, you know something. Don't y'all be looking at me. Y'all know something. When your heart's been broken, when your plans have been upended, when, 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 when you don't understand what's going on in a relationship, it's not the initial hit that messes you up. It's the after effects. When it hits you, you was like, oh. But, but the after effects, it, it, the stuff that makes you stay up at night, the stuff that, that, that makes you lose your appetite and, 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 and cry bitter tears. You ain't talking like you used to talk. Now you're all quiet. You, you ain't the same around folks. You, and when you are the see the after effects, you sounding like Teddy Pendergrass back in the day when he says, the love I lost was a sweet love I will never no 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 never love again I'll oh, y'all okay went back too far for y'all somebody's been there when you know you told yourself and your crew and your squad I'll never put my heart out there like that again uh, how did you even get here you you ain't supposed to be here Oh, I, I'm sorry, went too, way too far back. You, you, you blowing up their cell phones and, and they told you don't call no more. That's the after effects, y'all. You, you changing your Facebook page and your, 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 your Twitter and Instagram account trying to slide in some slick DMs and that's the after effects. You, you sitting in front of their apartments in the middle of the night in your car trying to see who coming in and who going out. That's, that's the after effects. You calling them on their job and getting them in trouble with their co-workers that's the after effects you gossip and tell them they ain't this and they ain't that knowing you the one that did all the wrong that's the I wish I had some folk here today who would confess and say pastor if I had a chance to do it all over once it was over I would have just threw up some deuces kicked some rocks but you had to hang around talking about I don't want to live like that no more. I don't even want to live no more. I'm done. Feeling all bad talking about what kind of fool was I. You weren't a fool, my brother. You weren't a fool, my sister. You just got caught up in the after effects. I need somebody to shout, yep, that, yep. Ah. <laughs> uh. Some of y'all can't think back that far. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you do in that kind of situation? When you're making moves in life and life and people make unexpected moves on you. Do like Joseph. Don't permit what happened to you to make you behave at the level that's beneath you. I don't know how you taking all that. Hey, because I'm holding it together. You ought to be mad. You ought to be upset. No, no, I'm, I'm keeping it together. I've been publicly embarrassed, but I'm not going to act a fool in public. Can I get somebody here? Why? Because it's beneath me. Joseph was respectful because he respected himself. Y'all, y'all didn't hear me. 
He refused to be hurtful just because he had been hurt. And if anybody knew about this, it, it would be his son, Jesus Christ. Because if you fast forward, imagine how he felt in the Garden of Gethsemane. Just got through eating with his boys. Judas, for whom he cared and whom he invested, betrayed him and led the enemy to arrest him. It upset Peter so much he whipped out his blade. Said, Jesus, let me cut him. I, I, I got to put a pin here and just be Ray Brown for just a second. Help me, Holy Spirit. You, you always need somebody like Peter around. Your life, you better get one. Huh? Some, some stuff I can't do and some stuff I won't do, but I, I got me some Peters around me, and I got more than one. <laughs> so, some of y'all done found out who some of them are, but I, I, I got some attack dogs, and some of them are seniors, some of them my age, some of them just a little bit older, some of them even younger, but there's some stuff you better not do to me. I, I might not be your pastor, but I'm their pastor. I, I, I might not be your friend, but I'm they. Everybody, all don't be, don't you hate, you better celebrate. <laughs> Anybody got any Peters around you? You, you, you? you got to get some Peters in your crew. You, 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 you got to get somebody that'll cut you. And <laughs> Help me, Lord. <laughs> Need y'all to edit that part out for the radio, okay. You need to get somebody who will go to bat for you even when, they, when others are swinging at you. And Peter cut the enemy's ear off, but watch this. I'm coming back to church. Now, here it is. Jesus performed his last miracle for a person who was coming to arrest and attack him. <sighs> Just went over your head. He refused to let what had been done to him make him behave in a way that was beneath him. He said, now, Peter, I'm, let, let, I got this. Thank you. I, I, pre I got this. The God in me and the good in me and the grace in me, because of all that, I need you to chill. Because here's, here's the deal, Peter. I, I, I could make a call to God right now. And legions of angels will show up and turn this out. Almost slipped again right there. Huh? Pray for me. <laughs> I ain't going out like that, Peter. God's got this thing under control. Jesus didn't allow what happened to him to force him to function at a level that was beneath him. Keep yourself together. How do you... Take the unexpected and do the unimaginable. Keep yourself together. But then secondly, you got to press for clarity. Can you just shout press? Look at your neighbor and say press. Things are not as they appear. Anybody ever looked in that right side view mirror? Objects are closer than they appear. Things are not always as they appear. 
you got to press for some clarity. Your disappointment is often a bridge for your deliverance. You don't even know how to celebrate because as we survey the landscape of our lives, looking back, if you're honest, some of the stuff that happened to us that we were sure that would be the end of us, if it had not happened to us, we wouldn't be where we are right now. Go on and celebrate some of the stuff you had to go through. Have I got a witness? You at the end of 2022, about to go into 2023, you went through some stuff, but you are here right now. And right here, listen, the disappointment was a bridge to your deliverance. You had to go through in order to get through. And in going through, it made you stronger. It made you wiser. It made you better. You, you in a position now that you would have never been in if you had not persisted through the pain and, and struggled through the storm. In fact, that's the reason why you're so loud in church right now. You ought to tell somebody, I, I, I got a reason to get loud. I'm, I'm sorry, but I... I I worked through some stuff and I'm still working on some stuff, but I got to get loud here because I got to celebrate. God got me all the way through December. It ain't even Christmas yet, and I'm already celebrating. Whew. So how do you how 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 do you get through? How does that work, preacher? I'm, I'm glad you asked. I, I, I answered it at the last service, so I'll answer it for you. Because the text says Joseph was getting ready to put her away quietly. Quietly. And God arranged a dream. Come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. Joseph had a theophany. Somebody Googling it already, huh? T-H-E-O. Phony. Look at your neighbor and say, I didn't know we was going to seminary in church today. God speaks. You can Google it. I ain't going to give it all to you. God speaks and unveils what God is up to through Joseph's disappointment that maybe here it is the confusion maybe the confusion the frustration the irritation the humiliation the aggravation that sometimes we feel in our lives are actually tools in the hands of the almighty to get you to a whole new level some people can't take what you've gone through And the angel appears to Joseph and says, Joseph, son of David. Oh, I got to stop right there. Because the angel had a very important salutation he had to present to help Joseph reconnect with the riches of his history. Every now and then, you need somebody who will remind you of who you are, and where you come from. Can I remind you of some of the riches of your own history? Because if you look over your shoulder, there are others who have hurt like you hurt, struggled like you struggled, and cried like you cried. Yet they made it through by faith. They were wounded, but they didn't wilt. Joseph, son of David, keep it together. Don't fall apart. 
Let me give you some clarity. What's happening in Mary and with Mary is of God. Joseph, oh, Joseph, Mary is about to give birth to a son. And I want you to call him Jesus. Uh, Yahweh. Yeshua. That's Hebrew for God saves. Yahweh is God's covenant name, which translates I am that I am. Y'all remember when you heard that the first time, right? Moses at the burning bush. I am that I am. Oh, I got to put some barbecue sauce on this wing because what he's simply saying, I was what I was. I, I, I is what I is. I, I will be who I will be. I am ever evolving in relationship to any need, crisis, or situation that you could ever have. No wonder Jesus is the only one in the entire text who could look at any situation and say, I am. Because if you're sick, I am a doctor. If you're in trouble, I am a lawyer. If you are grieved, I am the resurrection. If your heart's been broken, I am a, 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 I am a provider. If you're locked out, I am your door. If your back is up against the wall, I am the way. If whatever you're dying, listen, whatever it is that you need, Jesus is. I wish I had some help here. God is the joy and strength of my life. He removes all pain, misery, and strife. He promised to keep me, never to leave me, never, ever go back on his word. That's why I got to fast and pray each and every day. He is. Whatever you need him to be. Joseph, I want you to call him Jesus. You didn't conceive him, but I need you to call him. Because God has a holy habit of showing up in the midst of our hurts. In his broken situation, he was poised for divine revelation as a result of his tribulation. And likewise, my friends, when our hearts are broken, we have room. Listen, we then have room for God to pour the medicine of mercy into the cracks of our soul and spirit. Because God can put you back together again. Won't he do it? Can't he turn your midnight in the morning? Won't he turn your sorrow into a song? God can step into your nightmare and give you a new dream of possibility. When you are about to give up, God will show up. And he did it for Joseph. God will do it for you. God can take the unexpected and use it to empower you to do the unimaginable. Because who would have imagined that Joseph would get to co-parent with God? <sighs> Woo, that's, that's Co-parent, the savior of the world. All you got to do, CD, is keep yourself together. Press for clarity. Can I give you one more? Step into your destiny. I'm going to give y'all a New Year's sermon right here. Here's part of it right here. Because when Joseph woke up and did as the angel of the Lord commanded, the text says he took Mary as his wife. He did not have relations with her until her son was born. And then he named him Jesus. Joseph responded to the unexpected by doing the unimaginable. He risked his reputation standing in the community 
and financial stability to marry Mary and be a stepdad to Jesus. How do you get to that position, Joseph? Easy. Just do whatever God asks you to do. See, faith often means working through your apprehension. It, 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 it could mean circumventing your reservation and stepping into the place that God has prepared for you. Because once God shows up, Joseph wakes up and then he steps up and does what God asked him to do. And that's the way of a blessed life. That's the way to a prosperous experience. That's the path to your divine destiny. When God speaks up, you need to wake up and step up and do what God has instructed you to do. Some of us are following what others are doing. What is God asking you to do? Because that's what Joseph did. Joseph took the unexpected and did the unimaginable. And the question here is what step is God calling you to make? Don't you dare wait till December 31st or January the 1st. I need to encourage you right now to say yes. I'm taking the next step. You don't have to figure out every step before you take your next step. Some of us want to see the end from the beginning. But you don't have to figure out every step. Just take the next step. Because Joseph had no idea what would lie ahead. He had no idea that he'd have to travel to Bethlehem. He had no idea that he'd have to pay taxes to the IRS. He had no idea that Mary would go into labor on the journey. He had no idea that a barn would become a delivery room. He had no idea that animals would become his attendant. He had no idea that wise men would bring gifts that would pay for the bills. He had no idea that he would be haunted by Herod. He had no idea that he would cross the border into Africa like an undocumented immigrant. But he didn't have to know every step in order to take his next step. And neither do you and I take the next step of faith and trust God to do the rest. Because together they became the holy couple that God designed them and destined them to be. Because despite the unanticipated, despite the upset, they found the faith and stepped into their destiny and that's my word for everybody today I'm through preaching but all I got to say to you is step up even if it's tough step up even if you're hurt step up even if you're disappointed step up even when you're frustrated step up even if you're tired of waiting if you step up you'll find out that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength they'll mount up with wings like an eagle they'll run and not get weary they will walk and not faint step up and step into your destiny because if God is your father Christ is your savior the Holy Ghost your power the word your foundation the church your home the earth is your platform. Faith is your victory. Love is your liberty. Hope is your energy. The future is your destiny. Just step up. Because when you step up, things will change. If you step up, 
they will get better if you step up doors will open if you step up every mountain will be made low every crooked place will be made straight every rough place will be made smooth is there anybody here that knows he will won't he do it make a way out of no way I said, I know he's all right. I know he's all right. If you make one step, he will make two. I'm glad I made a step. Yes, I did. Is there anybody here that's made a step? Keep on stepping. Because if you keep on stepping, you'll find out that even if you hear the lightning flashing, if you hear the thunder roll, if you find sin breakers dashing, trying to conquer your soul, you can hear the voice of Jesus saying, fight on. He will never leave you. No, never alone. No, never alone. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. I know he's all right. Ain't the Lord all right? Ain't the Lord all right? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Won't he? 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 Yeah. Say yeah. Do you love him? Do you love him? Don't fool me now. Do you love him? What an amazing word from God today. God is so good and faithful. He loves each of his children and God wants us to be part of his family. Perhaps you are in this sanctuary today or online and this word is spoken to your heart. Beginning your relationship with Christ, experience of forgiveness and newness in your life is as simple as ABC. A, Admit that you need God and without him, you are lost in sin. B, believe that Jesus is the son of God and died for our sins. And C, confess Jesus as your savior and Lord of your life. If you are here and ready to join, stay where you are. And we invite you to text JOIN, J-O-I-N, to 830-689-8074 or we have another option for you. Perhaps you are already saved, but new to the city or seeking a new church home. Pastor Brown and the Resurrection family extends an invitation to you to text JOIN to 830-689-8074. When you send that text, an RBC share will connect with you and help you understand what it means to become a part of God's family 
and a member of Resurrection. If you accept the invitation, we are rejoicing and you are welcome into the Resurrection Church family. We have worshiped and praised and the preach word. Now it's time to worship in a gift of giving. Your continued commitment and dedication to giving enables Resurrection to invest in the kingdom work with excellence. The gospel is shared, disciples are trained, the community is blessed, and we are able to reach people in need here and around the world. You can give electronically through PushPay. Just text RBC1 to 77977 and follow the instructions to give today. If you are in the sanctuary, you may give as you prepare to exit, or you can mail it your gift or drop it off during the week at our shirts location. We thank God for each of you and we pray that your week is blessed. As we prepare to leave one another, may the strength of God sustain us. May the power of God preserve us. May the hands of God protect us. May the way of God direct us. May the love of God go with us this day and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you.